BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Why isn't Mike Vernon in the Hockey Hall of Fame yet? We could talk about this forever. Forever! Yeah, that guy had chutzpah. It was a brawl. Uh, bench clear, like a good one. Gary Lehman was bleeding from the nose and he was bent over skating to the bench and Vernon skated up from behind didn't even see him coming reached from and blocked him right like that cool lights up and I'm like yeah this is the Rod Peterson show hello Canada welcome to the RP show and our US viewers Welcome to the program. We're coming to you live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino here uh, the beautiful Sertina Nation. We're in the events and all the shows go down. And what an interesting day it's been so far. we got a lot of talk that I think is going to suit our next guest. Jeff Fairholm joins us, uh, as I'll say again, my favorite all-time rough rider. For sure, Canadian. Don Narcisse checks in as my favorite American. Did I ever tell you that? You never told me I've, that. I, I <laughs> sorry. Seem, I seem to have taken a step down. No, no. For favorite Canadian, favorite writer, <laughs> American. Uh, Don Narcisse stumbled across this show the other day. I got to show you the video. He was flipping channels, Fairway, in Houston, Texas. And he's, you know how he talks. Yeah. Right. What you doing on this channel? Send me the video of it on Bounce TV in Houston. So That's hello, cool. Houston. They love the football talk down there, and I want to get all your hot takes. Jeff has several. He played with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders from 88 to 93, and then the Toronto Argonauts from 80, 94 to 96. Won two Grey Cups, a CFL All-Star, won the Jackie Parker Trophy, the Dr. Beatty Martin Trophy, and that's why he's in the Hall of Fame, went in in 2005. Before we get to week four kicking off in the CFL and all the other topics, you've got the hot takes, as I said. Live golf. Oh, I love that topic. <laughs> no, teeing off in Oregon uh, tomorrow. Did you see any of the coverage of the media event yesterday? No, I did not. The par- poor golfers just getting ripped by the reporters. Yeah. And I'm like, Pat Perez finally said, I'm here to play golf. You know, and Brooks Kepka was, you know, he's not shy of, of opinions. And our viewers have chimed in with a lot of comments too. And before I turn you loose on them or vice versa, whose side you on? I feel for both sides. I really, this is an opinion, you know, opinionated I am. This yes. is one that I don't have a side. I, it's a business thing. I get it. You know how loyal I am too. So I'm really torn. I think I would lean towards the side of staying with the PGA and not, wow. not, not liking the whole live golf thing. These guys have made enough money. I don't think it for the money. If it is bad on them, I'd say. I'm not real crazy about the whole Saudi thing and, and what's going on there. But I think I'm going to lean on the PGA side and stick with them. 
Intr- I did not expect that. I thought you'd be pro player all the way. No, I'm not in this case. Uh, as I'm as I'm thinking about it and talking it through in my mind, I think I'm more on the PGA side. And if you look at some of the guys, most of the guys that have gone over there, they're not my favorites either. So that might put me on the PGA side. Like I'm not a fan of DeChambeau and Reed and even Kepka. So, yeah, I think I'll lean on the PGA side. Well, we have military people watching. My friend Don from the Navy writes in and he says, take the money, boys, but don't claim any moral high ground as a result. You've sold out the money, so accept the criticism. Uh, From Enterprise Sports, Dan, the situation, tuning in from Philly. Thank you, Dan, for tuning in. And I guess I could say we get to the more mainstream sports talk, but to be honest, I don't know if it's because I'm in Calgary as opposed to the rectangle where all they talk about is the football team. I feel like everywhere I go here, this live tour thing's being talked about. It's going to be, it's going to yeah. be talked about, and I think there's going to be some more defections from the PGA Tour. Uh, you know, Mickelson, I'm not a fan of his either. I forgot to mention him. But, it, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a hot topic. It's very polarizing. You know, it's almost like having Trump in, Trump in office again. Not quite as bad, but, you know, that live golf and, and uh, PGA Tour, it's a hot topic for sure. Jason in Red Deer. How about this? Jason in Red Deer. Hey, Jeff, my all-time favorite rider. <laughs> Uh, highlight is the long bomb tipped out of the air by you and then sprint to the end zone in the 89 Grey Cup. That's well, kind of my favorite, too. No <laughs> kidding. Wasn't that awesome, though? Yeah, that was. <laughs> I, was I still see that on the highlights. Uh, you must still see it on the highlights. I don't know where I see it. We're so inundated with yeah. footage and coverage these days. I'm not on, I'm not on too much social media other than Twitter. Uh, I'm, I'm getting kind of, kind of busy on Twitter now, and some people will post some things like that. So. I see it once in a while. Um, I've got it saved on my on my hard drive just in case I, I fall off a cliff and people don't know what's going on. Right. What is it? Slotback18 is your Twitter, by the way? If, yes, it is. Slotback18 because he's throwing out a lot of hot takes on what's going on with the CFL. And uh, we will get to that. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll turn his mic up. Too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I could sit and talk with this guy all day. And before we do get to the CFL stuff... Jeff was in that Celebrity Golf Classic last Monday, a week ago Monday at Bears Paw Golf Club, and it was quite a, you seemed humbled by the field of the celebrities you were involved in there. Well, I got a kick out of that. Well, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm 56 years old. I haven't played football in so long, and I never considered myself a celebrity anyway. And, you know, being around Jordan Eberle and Lanny McDonald and, you know, uh, Theo, Theo Fleury, I can't yep. say his name, Theo Fleury, it, uh, you know, it was humbling. It's kind of fun to be around these guys who I watch play. Bo Levi? Oh, yeah, Bo Levi was there, too. I did say hi to him, too, yeah. Did you? Because he wouldn't say hi to me. Uh, what do you mean, of course? I don't know why. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, 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 yeah, I've met Bo a few times. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we chat. No big deal. Oh, I appreciate you helping out Bears Pond. I know they did. And uh, Sheldon from here at the Grey Cup, or Grey Cup, Grey Eagle. As it turns out, Jeff's his favorite rider player, too. You know, it's wow. funny. when I le- Didn't he tell you that? I don't think so. When I left that tiny town of 640 people, Milestone, Saskatchewan, my heart was broken. I'm like, he's my Jeff Fairholm. There's other people that love this guy. <laughs> I'm like, George Strait. There's, he's my George Strait. Other people love George Strait? Yeah, so there's a big world out there to, waiting to discover. But we still very closely follow the CFL. And i got to be honest, Jeff, as we head into week four, we played Deal or No Deal last hour with Darren. It's where we do the betting lines for Bet Regal of all the games. Um, You've been a little critical of Saskatchewan. Would I be fair in saying that? Have I been? Um, well, I was 
I, there wasn't a lot good to say about the last game, as you know. Um, they're two and one. I think they're a good team. I think. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've been that critical. I hopefully I'm saying some positive things too. No, no, no. Well, the here's what I see, and I do enjoy watching the games, and specific specifically if I'm alone, just surfing Twitter and seeing what people are saying. And the game in Edmonton, which I think was twenty six sixteen, riders. I thought it was you. Maybe it was somebody else saying they're letting Edmonton hang around too close in this game. Oh, for sure. Yeah, well, that's a fact. Um, they did let them hang around. And, and you know, after Edmonton came off of their blowout loss to BC, I was expecting Saskatchewan to go in there and blow them out. And I was a little disappointed to see how um, uh, Jones was able to stymie our offense a little bit because... Um, you know, he came into the three-man three-man rush most of the time and dropping a lot, you know nine guys. And I think it I think it confused Cody a bit. And obviously, they made some adjustments at halftime and came out and won the game, which is great. But it was a lot closer than I thought, which is good for the CFL. So, yeah, the games for the most part have been good. It's funny we had Farhan on last week, and the ones that he's been a part of in Vancouver, forty-four to three, the Lions beat the Argos, and then the week before, fifty-nine to nineteen. Yeah. Uh, they, they have, uh, BC beats the Edmonton Elks, but I'm still entertained, aren't you? Oh, <laughs> me too. In a blowout, I'm entertained. I mean, I see, I see things that I like to see. Like, I see the game a little bit differently than maybe the average fan does, and I, you know, I, I, there's always stuff to see. I mean, even the first part of that Saskatchewan-Hamilton game, the first half or first two and a half quarters, was all defense, and I was fine with that. I mean, I, there were some great plays happening, and these, these guys are world-class athletes that people don't, people don't understand that. People give them a you know, a bit of a black eye because they, you know, maybe they're not in the NFL, but these guys are world-class athletes and this is a world-class game and it's, uh, it's exciting to watch. And, you know, watching Rourke play, I think that's, you know, that's been the talk of the CFL this year and, and seeing a Canadian have success like that at quarterback is really exciting for me. I was actually going to get around to that. Um, Jeff was, is a Canadian. You're still alive. <laughs> Last I checked, uh, but played at Arizona. And that's the, you always have the interesting takes with me. I mean, I've been in the league. I started covering it in 91, full-time play-by-play in 99. The term Canadian quarterback was like a swear. It wasn't celebrated. And all of a sudden, here it is. How did this change? He's good enough to play. I mean, that's one thing. And, and a, lot of, a lot of the coaches are American coaches, too, so they might slight the Canadians a little bit. Maybe they don't give them a chance. Uh, when Justanis was in Toronto when I was there as a coach, they didn't give him a chance. I mean, maybe he wasn't good enough. I get it. We watched him. But you should have heard what was being said behind closed doors and you know about a Canadian and things like that. And I really got my back up, which is one of the main reasons why I got out of, out of the coaching ranks. But Rourke is good enough. I mean, I've heard uh, on Twitter, I had a little little chat with somebody where <laughs> where they said, you know, well, yeah, but he was in the States. Yeah, so he's trained in the States. It doesn't mean he wasn't born in Canada. He's actually from Oakville, where I went to high school. And I went down to the States. I'm no less Canadian than, you know, Dave Sapunjas. I'll use that, that name that just came to mind, who, who went to school at Western and played in the CFL. We're all Canadians and celebrated. I mean, the guy's a Canadian. I'm happy for him. There might be something a little deeper to this now that listening to you talk my niece was a freshman uh mercyhurst college hockey player last year and she was first team all-star also all american i say scholastic they say academic Mm -hmm. all american academic does it say something about the development of our athletes in canada that they need to go to the states 
It might, uh, but I think it's getting better. Certainly when I went to school, uh, you know, the coaching in the university ranks was not nearly as good as the States. And so that's why I went. Um, I think it's changing though. I mean, there's still a ton of Canadians that play here that, you know, there's, there's a lot of Americans that come up and can't beat the Canadians out. Ratio be damned. And, you know, I think that the coaching is getting a lot better in Canada and certainly has over the years. I mean, look at the University of Saskatchewan and Western and, you know, there's some, there's some great coaching going on there. And, uh, you know, the, the, the players are getting that coaching. On the other side, the competition is better in the States. So you play up to your competition. So I was able to play against some, some names that, that some people might remember. And, you know, that just made me better. And I was able to practice against those, those, those players as well. So it just makes you a better player as you become, it's not just the coaching, it's the competition as well. Well, you know, what's fantastic about this discussion is um, (laughs) just yesterday, Tim Hunter sat in that chair, Stanley cup champion with the flames. And we had a great, 80s hockey talk and now when I think about you playing at Arizona I, th- I think I told you that Chris Schultz and I were very close friends Southern Ontario guy Burlington mm-hmm. and he played at Arizona too he did. did you guys ever play together no he's older than I am yeah. or was older than I am yeah. not a lot older though not too much I played with Chris in Toronto for a year uh, he went to Dallas after he was at Arizona and uh, yeah there's actually quite a few Arizona players that have, that have come up through the ranks what was the pipeline there is that by luck or um, was there I, other Canadian kids? Um, yeah, Ontario going to Arizona. I think. Well, uh, mine was completely different. My high school football coach married a girl whose father was the ex-athletic director at Arizona. So <laughs> back then, you had to have you had to have a way there. I'm not sure how Chris got there. Uh, my dad actually went to Arizona out of Montreal, and at that time, Larry, Larry, and that was back in 1961, 60, 61. And the Alouettes, who we eventually played for, actually got him there. So I think everybody has a different path. Um, these days, they're recruiting all over the world. I mean, you're seeing kickers from Australia and, and things like that, and offensive linemen and from everywhere. So, you know, they're recruiting all over the world. And um, but, but back then, I don't think there was a true pipeline. I think everyone had their own path. Mm couple minutes left in this segment and i'll turn it over to the viewers next segment with jeff but i i'm uh, i'm fascinated with the nathan work thing i am the guy saying pump the brakes on the nfl talk i'm really saying that and i just don't want to get people's hopes up or even the kids just go week by week by week you understand that but i can't quite figure out i've lived in canada half a century jeff why now we had brandon bridge he wasn't shattering ratings what is it about nathan rourke that Canadians are so excited. I love it. But what's changed? Um, I think, well, he's, he's better. He's, he's, a, he's a better quarterback than, than I think Bridge was. Um, he's had some great coaching. He's in a terrific system. You know, that's the other thing. He's got some great receivers. He's, he's being protected. Um, he's a smart kid. He's got a defense that gets him the ball. So it's a team game, as you know, Rod. And, you know, the quarterback doesn't do it himself. He's being protected. He's getting the ball out of his hands. He's got some great coaching. It's a perfect fit. It's kind of like when I was in Saskatchewan. I had a great fit. You get a little lucky with the quarterback you have and the system and the coaches. And then I went to Toronto, and, you know, the system wasn't quite right for me and things like that. And, you know, I needed to play in a system that, that, that fit my style. And, you know, having Flutie, even for that half year that I played in 96 before I got hurt, He's drawing stuff up in the dirt, which didn't jive with me. I needed to know where I'm Is going. Is that right, hey? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He would literally. Tough to play with. He would, no, he's great to play with, just not my style. Right. And, you know, I needed to know what's the play, 
what are the rules? How do I adjust? Let me do what I do. But, you know, doing it on the fly and not practicing it was really not my style. So it's just, you know, just one of those things. Two of the greatest Grey Cups, uh, this guy won with the Argos in 97 and the Rough Riders in 89. So we'll continue the CFL talk plus any other things. Do you have any thoughts on um, Deshaun Watson? I haven't been following it, to be honest well, with you. Well, but you're a sharp guy. Yeah. Get your take when we come back. I know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Fairholm with us. We're live from Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. The Event Center will be right back on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and you can always catch the podcast wherever the best podcasts are found, including Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. It's the hour, RP Show Hour 2, live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino. We are in the event center where the, all the action goes down in terms of the shows. Next week, we're going to be out in the rodeo arena, weather permitting. Cody Snyder's bull busting going on, and the entire city is buzzing about that as we work up towards the Calgary Stampede. By the way, Aaron B. is watching in Hamilton. He says, I don't get to watch much anymore. Is Rod still following the CPL? Cavalry are the top team in the league. Yes, I was at their game on Sunday when they slapped around Edmonton, had their way with them 3-1 as we bring in Jeff Farrell. What are you smiling about over there? Just how you, just how you slap them around a Yeah, they bit. did. It was so much fun. I went with Mike Abumeshrik, another Rough Riders alumni, and his two kids. And I'll be honest with you, it's summertime. You feel like, or I do, like there's not a lot going on, but you look around, there's a heck of a lot going on. There's Western Canadian Baseball League play all around Alberta, Saskatchewan. And this CPL, Talk about a best-kept secret, Jeff. Sold out over there at Atco Stadium at Spruce Meadows. Have you been? I have not. I'm not much of a soccer fan, so but I should go. I mean, I, 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 I would love to go. I just haven't been there yet. I wasn't either until I got out here, and here's the cavalry saying, well, the first game was, here's some tickets. Would you like to come? And all of a sudden, I'm getting hooked. I'm, there's, I'm trying to be a jack-of-all-trades, master of none. So, yes, I'm following the Canadian Premier League to the amount that I can. Um, but we also talk CFL when we have a CFL Hall of Famer with us here. And John in Winnipeg watching says, interesting fact, Larry Fairholm played for the Alouettes, though like a lot of Canadian quarterbacks, Fairholm was converted to play defensive back in the 1960s. Is that a fact? Wow. You are right on. Actually, he was a quarterback uh, coming out of junior. He played, uh, he won the, um, the junior championship against the Hilltops, and he was a quarterback. And he went down to Arizona as a quarterback and quickly was, <laughs> very quickly was put to a defensive back and came up to Canada in that way. Yeah. Boy, great memory. There you go, John in Winnipeg. Your dad was, he won how many great cups with Montreal? Just the one in 1970. Did he play with Joe Burrow's dad? Don't think so. Okay. Uh, well, the old timers that are watching, clearly they have all the facts. Joe Burrow, the quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, his dad played in the Alouettes too, but I didn't know if he would have played with your dad or not. Judging by Joe's age, I would say that he's probably after my dad. Okay. Yeah, because he's just a kid. Yeah. Right. Uh, by I'm the not. way, a sports update, I do want to throw this in here. The Blue Jays will be looking to complete a sweep of the Boston Red Sox when they send ace Alec Manoa to the mound against Canadian Nick Pavetta in tonight's series finale at Rogers Center. 
Junior hockey supremacy is on the line tonight in New Brunswick as the host St. John Sea Dogs of the Quebec Major Junior League face the OHL champion Hamilton Bulldogs. It is a 4 p.m. mountain face-off, 7 p.m. Atlantic. And the NFL insisted on an indefinite suspension while Deshaun Watson's legal team argued there's no basis for that punishment as both sides presented their cases in front of a retired Delaware judge yesterday. Two sources have told the Associated Press. The hearing continues today. The Cleveland Browns quarterback has settled 20 of 24 civil lawsuits for sexual misconduct, but the NFL is seeking at least a one-year suspension for violating the league's personal conduct policy. This sports update for dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis, and for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars. I'm simply asking Jeff this as a pro football alum. Where you stand on the Deshaun Watson situation, and I find it interesting here in Calgary, there's a lot of diehard NFL fans that don't even follow the CFL at all. There's a lot of diehard CFL fans that don't even follow the NFL at all. Where are you on the National Football League? I follow both. I mean, yeah. I, I enjoy I enjoy football, and, and they're very different. <clears throat> so I, I try to follow both. Uh, I watch more CFL for sure. But, uh, but yeah, I'm, a, I'm an NFL fan, CFL fan. I, I know enough to be dangerous. Right. Deshaun Watson, you were right saying in the break that this is very tricky. Ooh. Right? Yeah, it's very tricky. I mean, you know, the whole innocent until proven guilty thing uh is is something that's you know uh, that's important um however there is a code of conduct and you know the nfl will obviously have the right to do that if if they don't then you know they'll um you know they'll, they'll fight it and you know Deshaun's uh, lawyers will fight it i mean i think the uh what's lost in all this or what's certainly underneath the underneath it all is baker mayfield you know, Deshaun Watson. I mean, hey, where, there, where there's smoke, there's fire too. You know, so I'm mm-hmm. not really, I'm not really giving you an opinion. I'm just sort of spouting some things off the top of my head. But 24 counts. I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire. I mean, you got to think some of those people are looking for money, maybe. But uh, at the same time, you know, come on, there's got to be something there. So I feel for Baker Mayfield more than anything. And uh, you know, where's he going to go? How's he going to be? And you know, is, will he go back to Cleveland and uh, be what he was in the past? We are a month away from the start of NFL training camps and the Cleveland Browns don't know who their quarterback's going to be. So I you know, is Deshaun Watson going to be suspended? And if he is, Baker Mayfield said, I'm not playing for you anymore because they brought this guy in. So again, terrible owners. And as I said in my commentary yesterday, the fans think, well, they, they own an NFL team. They can't be this stupid. Actually, yes, they can. Well, they, I don't think they were, they've ever been accused of being super smart. I mean, the way that they play no. with the lives of these of these guys, uh, and it's just the business. I mean, that's all it is. All they want to do is make money, and, and to do that, they think they know what they need to do. Um, Baker Mayfield, I'm a loyal guy. I'm a very I'm, loyalty is super important to me, and he was loyal to to them, and and that bridge I think has been burned, and I don't blame him for for wanting to walk away. Some bridges you just can't go back over. Uh, I apologize to Aaron B. watching on YouTube. He says, why does Rod think I'm in Hamilton? I'm watching in Edmonton with a BC phone number. Right. Not confusing (laughs) at all. So I apologize. You're a Western Canadian. Thank you. John Ohm in Winnipeg. Ohm has hit on something. He says, the best father and son to play in the CFL, the Fairholmes. (laughs) Easy to say, but I can't think of a whole lot of others. How about uh, Mark and Ted Ernest? Not bad. Not bad. How about, um, did Mike Anderson's father play too? If I Former can't remember, center of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. If I can't remember his name, then I, I guess that's We're not much of a case. We're all talking about 
uh, Saskatchewan here. My mind just jarred. I went, I went to Chris and Deron Carter, but that Chris never played in the CFL. No. So can you old-timers out there, old-time CFL fans, or even new-timers, tell me uh, who would be another of any father and son tandem to play in the Canadian Football League? That would be... Why do we have to limit it to players? How about Lonnie and Bernie Gleiberman? <laughs> you Why were not? in that era. I was. Why Kevin not? and Michael Federick. Were you living in Calgary in 2004 when no. they took over the Stampeders? No. What year did you move here? Uh, about 10 years ago. Okay. Yeah. It's been great, hasn't it? I love Calgary. Yeah, I'm very happy to be here. Uh, we moved in from, from Montreal uh, for business. And like I said to people, I wish I'd moved here you know, 20, 25 years ago. I love Calgary. What do you love about it? The people. Uh, people are fantastic. A little bit slower pace. Uh, <laughs> just driving. You know, I drove here today and I let somebody, you know, with their blinker on, let them in and they wave. Everybody waves. People are nice. I uh, love the stampede. Love the vibe. Uh, love the mountains. Uh, there's lots of things to, to love about Calgary. It was voted, I don't know if you saw, I would assume you heard, but the third, just last week, the third best city in the world hmm. to live in by the econ- economic international scale number one was vienna austria number two copenhagen denmark and number three calgary alberta dave mason's watching in cape breton nova scotia on game plus tv just with regards to tonight's memorial cup final hamilton bulldogs versus the host st john's sea dogs dave says just to clarify the hamilton memorial cup wins the Red Wings and Finn Cups were the same franchise. The Bulldogs relocated from Belleville. And that is for us hockey nerds that care about stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? I do, but you know what I care about? Hmm. He's from Cape Breton. How do you say Cape Breton without talking about Cabot Cliffs and Cabot Links golf courses? Have you heard of those? No. You haven't heard of those? They're the best, best courses in Canada. They're, uh, yeah, they're fantastic golf courses, and uh, they're on the, I think it's the, I don't even know what coast it's on, but it's right on the coast, it's our Pebble Beach, and if you haven't been there, man, you got to get out there and play some golf, it's, it's worth the trip. We have such a wonderful sports story in Canada, you know, and um, I was just in Estevan last month now for the Canadian National Junior A Hockey Championship, and Alan May was there, longtime NHLer. And he played for the Esteban Bruins, so he came back for the Cup. And he said when he was in Cape Britain, that was the Oilers farm team, and they were, he goes, we were called the Lobsters. The players were called the Lobsters. We called <laughs> up a lobster, the Oilers would say, in Edmonton. And uh, I'm interested, do you identify yourself as an Easterner or a Westerner or neither, a Canadian? I'm Canadian. Right. But you came out to Moncton for Touchdown Atlantic. And did you work that in as a work trip, or did you come specifically for Touchdown Atlantic? No, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that amazing? I did, have some, I did have some workouts. Wasn't there. that great? It was fantastic. I, it, it celebrates the CFL which in, in, in a whole different way, and the people were really into it. And I, I don't think I'll get there this year for the Saskatchewan-Toronto game, but uh, having it in, where is it, Marysville or Wolfville? Having it in Wolfville, I think, is going to be really interesting, and it gets a whole other part of the Maritimes involved in football. I think it's fantastic. Too bad that you couldn't go July 16th because that's your two former teams. Mm -hmm. And you know how big of a party that's going to be. Uh, It's going to be a nice party there. Uh, They really get into it. The Maritimers are great people, and uh, they'll put on a show. It's uh, both teams, I think. I think it would be a good game, too, considering uh, where both teams are at right now. Well... Now would be a good time to get into it. And I listen, a little later on, I'll get to your questions and viewer takeover. Uh, they want to talk hockey here today in late June. And I get it. 
but because you were at ah john in winnipeg says tiger cats receiver jalen saunders and his dad walter fair and again it's not a long list we're not talking bobby hull and brett hull here and uh some of these it's not a long list i think the Fairhomes might have it <laughs> but I wonder what your takeaways were from that touchdown Atlantic, because here's mine briefly. When they talk about the Atlantic schooners, which they've been kicking around for now officially 40 years, and nothing's happened, I found that the CFL didn't have a huge footprint in the Maritimes. Football does, amateur football does, and the NFL is getting a bigger and bigger and bigger footprint. And they just, they're not dying for a CFL team. Without risk, there's no reward. And the owners are going to, it's definitely going to be a risky situation. Um, and having to build a stadium as well. It's going to be, it's going to be quite a financial risk, but I think there is, I think that if you put it in the right spot, if they do their due diligence, which hopefully they're doing, uh, I, I'm hopeful. I don't know cause I'm not involved, but I'm hopeful that there will be a team within the next three years. It's a guess. A big guess though, right? You're not sitting here with any inside information. No, no inside. No, it's just a big, it's just just a gut feel. Well, the viewers know the, especially the daily ones that I'm loathe to talk about this and I'm only asking because you've been out there and you're a CFL alum because again I said it's been 40 years we've been talking about it we've had viewers that have said they've been talking about it 60 years wow I just don't get really what the holdup is I'm with you wonderful region and how do you have a coast-to-coast league and ignore one coast again it comes down to risk right it's that you got to mitigate that risk somehow and and I wonder, I wonder too, I just thought about it. I wonder if playing the game in the summer is the right thing to do. Maybe if they played it in the early fall, you know, when people are back from vacations and school's back in, that they might get more people at the games. Um, you know, I wonder, I wonder about attendance all throughout the CFL, and I, I plead for people to go to football games, and it just seems that the, the summers, and, and then they've backed it up. You know, when I played, we didn't start training camp till mid-June or so. Um, but I think the summers are a tough time for everybody to, you know, to, to use their season tickets because it's vacation time. And now, now that COVID is quote unquote over, uh, people are traveling and it's hard to get people into games. So I wonder maybe if they did it in the early fall or something that they might get more people and more interest in the American. But they do always sell it out whenever they have it. You know, this one's sold out already. Yeah, I don't so. think Moncton was sold out, though, Rod. I mean, it, there seemed to be a few. Maybe it was sold out, but maybe there were the bums it in the It could seats. have been run better okay. overall. Because uh, it was a wonderful spectacle. It was great. Right? Yeah, yeah, we were both there for it, Alouettes and Argonauts. And while we have Jeff here, uh, JT watching on YouTube says, this conversation between Rod and Jeff, smooth. I appreciate that. We work well together. <laughs> but while you're here, um, and I, if you don't mind, I'll have you stay for one more segment. We've got two minutes here, but Moose DuPont and I were talking about this the other day where the NHL and the NFL went in the 80s and 90s and the CFL just stayed here. He's financially, he hasn't grown, still hasn't grown. He said, missed the, missed the chance in the 90s to continue with the U.S. experiment because you had double the amount of teams, you had all those American markets. You played in it. You were right in the breadbasket of that era. Mm-hmm. Did you, do you have fond memories of that or bad memories of that? All fond. Um, there were some issues <laughs> in Shreveport, Louisiana that I, oh my God, it was so hot down there. But anyway, yeah, I loved it. I loved it. It gave you a different place to go. Um, the only ball I ever remember dropping was in Sacramento. <laughs> and, but there, you know, playing in different stadiums, having, um, you know, different fans there. And it was weird, you know, playing in Memphis, I think it was, where the field wasn't big enough. So they, 
they had grass and then they added some astroturf on the outside so it's almost like you needed to a little haphazard yeah. yeah you run you run an out route and you want to change your change your shoes for the for the different turf but uh, I enjoyed it it was a lot of fun you know with Baltimore and San Antonio it was a riot great road trips eh Oh yeah, we had fun. It was you know instead of going to no offense to Edmonton, and instead of going to Edmonton four times, you get a chance to to travel the states a little bit and actually get on some charter jets, which was fun. <laughs> when we, I think we've stumbled upon something we need to dig into a little more. Two-time Grey Cup champion and Hall of Famer Jeff Fairholm is with us, and we will uh, bring the viewers in more when we return. You're watching live from Grey Eagle Resort and Casino on Game Plus Television. We're also live streaming on YouTube, and we stream sports uh, talk radio twenty four seven. Streaming now at RodPeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Another segment with Hall of Famer Jeff Fairholm, and our viewers are in, are enjoying it. John in Winnipeg, this great conversation with Jeff, big fan of number 18. Regarding uh, the Atlantic schooners ever happening, Don, our Navy friend who spent a lot of time in the Maritimes, I think St. John is where the port is there. Don, am I correct? He says the stadium, lack of it, and Maritimers hate risk. He would know, uh, as do farmers. That's the one thing I've... You must have seen a similarity between Maritimers and Prairie people when you were out there. Yeah. Very similar. Great people. I mean, that's that's how you say it. Great people, very welcoming, uh, sit in a bar, and you know everybody all of a sudden. It's fantastic. Yes. Um, Hey, one thing I want to say to Jeff, because he was at the golf tournament that I uh, emceed. Did the show from... You all watched it last week, right? From Bear's Paw. You were there when I singled out Bo Levi Mitchell at the supper, were you not? Were you still there? I was. Didn't you think that was nice of me to do? I think it was very nice of you. <laughs> Did you see how uncomfortable he got? Sooner or later, you guys will make friends. I'm <laughs> life's, trying, man. Life's too short. I don't know what else to do. But, oh, he turned as red as a lobster, if I may, when I singled him out. I was ke- trying to kill him with kindness, and he survived. And it was a fun time. But back to that uh, CFL thing. Oh, Don says Halifax is the Navy base. My bad. I apologize. Uh, yeah. So John in Edmonton, another John, this ties right in with what we're saying. He said, why does the CFL want to forget the seasons that they had American teams? One of them even won the Grey Cup. He brings up a great point because I used to talk about that era so lovingly, and I was working in the league. It was fun, and I was also a fan. Like I remember when the Sacramento Gold Miners came to town, you guys set an attendance record. Yep. 33,000 plus. There was a buzz in the city that David Archer and the Gold Miners were coming. It was new. It was exciting. And the CFL, when I was working in it, the head office said, Rod, don't talk as much about that era. We're trying to, we're embarrassed about that. I'm like, why? It was so much fun. But if you go and read Ed Willis's book, which, have you? No, I haven't, but End I should pick it up. Zones and Border Wars. Yeah, go like, to chapters yeah. and get it, or Ed, order it. That's a great writer. It's the best chronicle of that period of time. But do you just think, had they continued it, what, could, could you imagine if they continued it? What we'd have had right now is a league. It would have been fun. I mean, yeah. you know, they're, they're, and they're still trying to put football other than the NFL in the States. I mean, the USFL, I mean, I haven't watched a game. I'm not interested in it. But, you know, they're, they're still trying to do stuff in the States other than the NFL. And I think, I don't know. You don't know all the financials and the business part of it. But, man, it would have been a riot to have, you know, 15, 20 teams in the CFL. Well, Darren DuPont said this, and he's more of the business whiz than I am. 
But he said, had the CFL stayed on that path, you own the name. It was the Canadian Football League with half the league being in the States. And nobody seemed to have a problem with that, if you recall, right? I didn't have a problem. And I, if I remember right, they didn't have to play with the ratio. They didn't. Either. Yeah, so they didn't have to have Canadians. So, and it was still very competitive. The results, trust me, I've gone into this. The one loss record between the American teams and the Canadian teams was about 500. Yeah. It was about 50-50. Uh, but Darren said, had they stayed on that path, they would have owned pro football on the continent. NFL is fine staying All-American. But he said they would have had both c- countries, right? And he's right on that. Could be. And the other thing where I'd like to see them move forward with this, which I don't think is going to happen because of the fight with the XFL. Remember how, where were you on the XFL talks? Did we talk about that? You we I? didn't, but I, you know, I didn't really follow it. I was, you know, I was hoping that it didn't happen only because I wanted the Canadian League to not lose its identity. Uh, if they merge with another league, I think the CFL will eventually get, get pushed aside. But I think if it's the CFL that expands into the States and they can keep that CFL, I think it would live. Yeah, that's a big list of conditions almost. Of course. <laughs> no, but I think if we could have stayed like... It was with the 90s. I think we would have really had something. And I guess my point with the USFL, I watched the first week, and it was good football. I haven't watched it since because, as you pointed out earlier, there are so many options in sports. Or with Netflix and movies. Shoot, we went to Elvis last night. Went to Top Gun last week. There's so many options of that. But what I am, if I may say a football guy, is a guy that worked in the league forever. It's more jobs for players and coaches and scouts and trainers, that broadcasters. That's what I like to see. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Jim Pop got a got a job there, right? And so um, we, the, the industry of football needs guys like Jim Pop, you know, working. And so he got a job. And you know, my one of you know, somebody from my alma mater, a Scooby Wright, uh, got to play. And you know, these guys, if they don't get to play in 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 the NFL or the CFL, why not? I mean, you know, if, as long as they're getting paid and they're able to do a job for as long as they can, go for it. Week four. In the Canadian Football League kicks off Thursday night. And in our last couple of minutes with Jeff here, uh, I just want your, just pick a winner. Nobody's going to hold your feet to the fire or even remember what you picked. <laughs> I'll just say. Who's playing? I don't remember. Well, I'm going to tell you. Okay. Thursday, Nathan Rourke and the BC Lions are at Ottawa. BC's favored by two and a half. Who do you think wins the game? Ottawa. I said the same. DuPont's picking Nathan Rourke and the Lions. Friday night, it is a battle of winless teams in Tim Hortons Field in Hamilton. 0-3 Edmonton at 0-3 Hamilton. Who do you like? Hamilton. Saturday, it is the back end of a home-and-home. Montreal Alouettes at the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Riders favored by five. They got spanked 37-13 at Montreal last week. What do you think happens in that one? Uh, Riders are definitely going to rebound. It's going to be a good game, but the Riders are going to win. Should be fun. And then Monday, it is the Winnipeg Blue Bombers at the Toronto Argonauts. The Blue Bombers are favored by five at BMO Field. What's going to happen there, do you think? Could be the best game of the week. And I'm going to go with Toronto. I think they're going to beat Winnipeg. Did you hear that, folks? How about that? That's the upset special from Jeff Fairholm. What makes you say that? They're a good team. And, you know, I don't think, you know, flying to BC, I think that's an anomaly. It's a tough road trip for them. They're playing, got to think about what time they're playing. And um, I think they're a super good team. And I think Winnipeg is is ripe for the picking right now. Wow. Well, now you really got me tuned in for that one. Because uh, I've got Winnipeg as the best team in the CFL. 
3-0 and and almost, uh, as far as I'm concerned, unchallenged so far. Jeff, always fun talking ball with you. Appreciate it. Love it, Rod. Anytime. Happy All right. to be here. Hall of Famer Jeff Fairholme. He's got a lot of great opinions on Twitter. Give him a follow there at Slotback18. It is a taco time viewer takeover when we come back. You're watching the RP Show live from Grey Eagle Resort and Casino on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and you can always check the podcast wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. All right, welcome back to the RP Show, everybody. It is Taco Time Viewer Takeover, where we talk about what you want to talk about, and everybody seems to like that real a lot. How about that? We got yeah. the moose back with us. Taco Time, real food, real value, real flavor. It is the final segment here from uh, Gray Eagle Event Center, and uh, the moose is back with us. And how have you been? I've been great. Yeah. Yeah. You like when these guests drop by, right? Of course. That's good. Yeah. It gets a little, keeps the show moving, keeps it fresh, uh, and gives me a chance to do some business, but then make sure I still get some time on the show. What's funny, so when you roll in here, you have no idea what the topics have been. Zero. Right. So we were talking about Deshaun Watson, and uh, Frank Limaker is watching up here in Airdrie on Game Plus TV, and... Fairway here disappointed me a little bit because, Uh-oh. you know, he comes with the fire all the time. Today, he didn't. Okay. I'm like, Deshaun Watson, what should happen? He's like, eh, I see both sides. I'm like, what about live golf? Eh, I feel, I see both sides. But that's why you had me on this show. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you can do <laughs> you that. You already get that. You can sit on the fence as well as anybody. Exactly. Anyways, I said, we're a month away from training camp. We don't know yet what's going to happen for Deshaun Watson and his suspension with the Cleveland Browns, but we're supposed to know today. And let's just say he gets suspended for a year because that's what the NFL has, has recommended to their own chief disciplinarian. It is complicated, and it's a sticky situation for sure. Yes. Sue Robinson is the name. She's a, rep- a retired, I believe, grand jury judge. She's handling this, and she's getting both sides and everything. Frank and Airdrie says Cleveland Browns have stated that Jacoby Brissett will be the starter if Watson can't play this season. And if I saw that... I missed it. I know they signed him, and he was in, uh, my, I say, Florida. He was in Miami last year. I watched him. He wasn't very good for the Dolphins at all. So they're in trouble. They're in big trouble. Yeah. And they're a, they're a team that's supposed to be peaking and supposed to be rising and becoming a Super Bowl contender. Um, they won't be without Deshaun Watson. And Baker Mayfield was asked about that just recently and if it could be repaired. And, you know, if Deshaun gets suspended, could he see himself going back as the quarterback? And he basically said no. And he said, you know, I think we've both moved on. I think it's better. I think I'm just waiting for my trade, waiting to see what team I'm going to get traded to. So he thinks it's inevitable. But he did say if it was going to happen, it's the other side. The Browns have to start the conversation. They have to make the approach. It'll have to come. Good for him. He said it'll have to come from them. They'll have to make the first move. So that's interesting. And that's kind of a life lesson. But uh it's a fun situation. Life lesson for whom? The Browns? For everybody. <laughs> right? Yeah. On, on repairing damaged relationships. And, you know, sometimes, you know, when you're the person who's, who's been hurt, you don't want, you're not going to make the first move. And you shouldn't have to. Right? It should be the Cleveland Browns. They now want Baker more than Baker wants them. So they're going to have well, to do the work to make it happen. What do they say? Who has the power? And in this case, 
Baker Mayfield has the power. Yes. So to the father and son tandem, and this is great. Probably what's really great is the amount of Stampeder fans that are watching the show now. I really appreciate that. Dougal Cameron here in Calgary says, CFL father-son combo, Wayne Harris Sr. and Jr. How about that? Okay. He says both were Stampeders. We have a Stamps alum right here in the house. Nodding his head like a bobblehead. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, there's quite a few here, actually, he's written in. He said, how about uh, the Lumsdens? And with all due apologies to the Fairhomes, I think that trumps all. Neil Lumsden is a Hall of Famer. He's yeah. a former he was CBC color guy, right? And then your boy, Jesse, yeah. who you just talked to the other day. Maybe this needs to go to a poll. This might need to go to a poll. Who's the most famous father and son tandem? And Jeff goes on to say Orville Lee and son TJ Lee, which if, if we're talking about accomplishments, it begins and ends with the Lumsdens. Orville Lee and TJ Lee, while a father and son combo, it ain't Bobby Hull and Brett Hull level. He says no. Thomas Ram and son TJ Ram. This is all coming from. Jeff, the Stamps fan. He's dialed in. Yeah. He says Larry Highbaugh and grandson Trey Roberson. Did we know that was a thing? <laughs> he says the Forzanis. So I guess I brought up, I was in the wrong town to bring up father and son. These and are then, all Stampeders. And then you probably brought it up, maybe not, but the Philpots will, will be next, right? They already are. They're just starting their careers. But I think both, you look at two sons, Jalen and Tyson, both now starting to see the ball a little bit, but they're just getting their feet wet. Let's give them a year or two or three, and they might, I don't want to say past the Lumsdens, but they might be right there. I'm listening to you. Yeah. Who? Tim Hunter? Well, we're talking CFL. <laughs> <laughs> this is Lee sitting over here. It's awesome. This is just strictly CFL. Uh, Earl James watching on YouTube says the Browns should be fined heavily. They knew Watson was going to have huge problems, so they gave him huge guarantees to help to pay. Not cool. Oh, abs- like again, that's the ownership. People think, oh, they own an NFL team. They must be smart. Nope. And I don't know where the Haslam's got their money. I have no idea, but just idiotic move by them. Yeah, it was short-sighted. And <laughs> What due diligence was done? Well, even if your due diligence was done, you thought these were settled and you didn't know about the new cases and maybe there was no way to know about the new cases, you still need to give it time to settle down. But that, as it happens, when Deshaun Watson's on the market, he wasn't going back to Houston. They had kind of moved on. So you come in this position of chicken. And it's like, well, if we want him, we better get him now. Because if we don't, right? And you know what? If it doesn't work out and he has to sit a year, but he comes back a year from now and plays well and is the all-star pro bowler, Deshaun Watson, that they thought they were getting and gets them towards Super they'll be happy. They'll be fine taking yeah. this year. It is a sticky situation, as I said. And, uh, you know, Jeff asked me, he goes, has he been charged at all? And I said, no. Two grand jury judges in separate incidents have said we're not pursuing uh, criminal charges on this. Yeah. So it's all civil cases. And again, we're not lawyers. Janelle is watching in Saskatoon. She says, love seeing my favorite boys smiling. You guys are awesome. 
as are you, Janelle, and I appreciate it. And it's so darn much fun. And with her saying that, it just reminds me, I got football buddies in Houston. You met them when you were there. A lot. I could make one phone call and say, what's going on with Deshaun? Because none of this came out with these women coming forward until he said he wanted to be traded from the Texans. Let's just think about that for a second. Coincidence? There are those that say there are no coincidences. Everything was fine when he was the quarterback of the Houston Texans. The day he says, I want out of here via trade, an avalanche of this comes forth. You can't tell me there's not something behind that. And maybe my guys would know, or maybe they wouldn't know. But my guess is I would call them and they would say, "Uh, I don't want to talk about it. They'd know, but they wouldn't want to talk about it. Not on this phone line. (laughs) (laughs) Call me on a secure Uh, line. It's like these CFL coaches that call me. Call me because I can't text or email you. My emails are being monitored. That happens. I believe it. By the team. By the team president. Okay. Jack in Vulcan, Alberta, says, I believe that the Philpots will be the greatest last minute of play in the RP show. Last minute of play. Jack says, I believe that the Philpots will be the greatest father-son duo to ever play in CFL history. Just just give the boys a little time. When they introduced Jalen at the Stamps game the other day, though, it wasn't even a smattering of applause. No, there wasn't. And it's too bad. Maybe they didn't make as big of a deal about it or whatnot. But, you know, he made his first catch, and, you know, that was great to see. Um, we saw Tyson do some stuff with the Owls. But, yeah, they're going to get their time. They're both they're so athletically gifted that just in time they're going to be stars. Funny how uh, things come up on this show that we did not plan for them to come up. We're not talking brother combos, the floaties. Nelson writes in, we're talking fathers. See, you have to stay with us. And not come in late. We'll see you all tomorrow. Yeah, well, Lee did, but you're good. Uh, Farhan, thank you. Jeff Farron, we'll see the rest of you tomorrow at noon Eastern. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. From issuance, please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.